Welcome to Hearthstone Network, where we bring you true stories, great teachings, and inspirational testimonies that will captivate your spirit. Join us for a journey of resilience, wisdom, and triumph to encourage you through the power of storytelling. It's a great day here. We are at the Texas-Mexico border near here. You have joined the Sandra Hartstone show. We were part of this awesome, like, oh, what, 225 plus car convoy yesterday. Came One came from California, another came from the East Coast, where, Virginia? Virginia Beach. Yeah. All right. And we converged here in Texas. This is Donica Hudson. She is the media liaison for the Texas version of the convoy. And joining us is Kimberly Fletcher. Kimberly is the founder of Moms. Look at that, Kimberly. You're getting a yay from the car. Kimberly Kimberly Fletcher, the founder of Moms for America, an amazing organization that you're going to find out more about. But before we get going, Donica, you you are the media girl for here. So we got a big cheering crowd here. We got a cheering crowd. Tell, tell everybody about this. Give everybody the 411 on what's going on here. Okay. On Monday, January the 29th, the Take Our Border Back Convoy actually started in Virginia Beach, Virginia, where first landing was. We have quite a few of the guys here. Robert, Jamie, A.G. are putting this uh, Texas portion on. And uh, Craig Hudgens was the lead RV. He was also a part of that. We, we believe that there's... No, a- wait. What about Dr. Well, yeah, Dr. Pete Chambers, Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Pete Chambers, actually found the place that we are right here. This is the uh, Christian Children's Ranch, where the owner here has been rescuing women and children from trafficking. It got shut down during COVID. She's had cartels coming and stealing her food on this private property that you see right behind us. And they have been um, harassing her. So we wanted to help her out. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Pete Chambers has been helping her and protecting her and her property from the cartels. We're about 100 yards away from the Rio Grande, but we are 30 minutes north of the Eagle Pass border. We are not at the actual border. We're on private property, and there's a reason for that. It's because we want to have a peaceful assembly, but we want to highlight what is happening in our country here. This is a border invasion. Uh, Kimberly Fletcher, who is my friend from Moms for America, I've been with Kimberly all across America, uh, speaking from California to Washington, D.C. at different times, is really a voice for women in America who is broadcasting the truth, which you won't hear on mainstream media. And she's actually been at the border to see all of this that's been happening for, like, how many well, years? Wait, wait, but you're, they're having, there's three feeds today. This event yes, is many yes. places across the country. And Kimberly, where are you? I am in Yuma, Arizona, on the Arizona border with with Mexico. Well, what's going and on there? And there is a an event in California too. Oh, it's awesome! We have these trucks rolling in, RVs, cars. I mean, people are just flooding in here into Yuma. We're having a rally at a ranch right here in Yuma, and it starts at noon. The doors open at noon. Actually, I drove by to see the property. And they already have people lining up, and they're like, we're not even open until noon. So it's, it's pretty awesome. And so we're here in Texas, and Donica, <laughs> yeah, where's the third feed? The third location is San Isidro, California. So these three events are going on simultaneously yeah. today, and we will have a, a live feed that is going to all different events here from the uh, Texas event. So you can see behind us the media. We're all setting up. There's lots of people, flags, and a stage. 
you know, we're going to have our starts at 12 central time. Yeah. So uh, the, the California one, it will be 10, right? Yeah. 10 yeah. But, but now, Kimberly, the reason we asked you to come on is because in a conversation I had with you, you were just like, oh, my gosh, you were just blowing my mind with the stuff you were saying. You've been <laughs> active in fighting this whole border problem yeah. since 2007. So just everybody, I'm just telling you right now, hang on to your seat, take a breath. And get ready. So, Kimberly, unload on us. All right. So it was 2007 when the Gang of 14 had decided to um, just do a baseline and make everybody in America who was here illegally a citizen. And that oh, no, started wait, excuse a, a me. big What's the Gang storm. of 14? What's a Gang of 14? It was led by John McCain, and it was uh, a bipartisan Senate league that was trying to push this law, um, Bill policy, whatever, that was going to allow all of these illegals to become citizens. Now, this happened once before when Ronald Reagan was the president and the illegals, you know, the illegal issue was not as bad, but it was becoming a problem. And they convinced him to just let's just make a baseline. Let's just say, OK, we're just going to do a do over. Everybody who's here gets to stay here. You're a citizen. We're just going to do over. Well, it had the exact opposite effect that what they intended. Instead of it creating a baseline where we could start over, they continued to not uh, prosecute people or enforce the laws. Um, and so this just flood of, of illegals started to come in and it actually emboldened the cartel to have more, more power, more entry uh, access to our country. And the drug the drug problem started to become a real issue. Well, over the course of the those those years since then, it has escalated. It went from drug running to human trafficking, so the people could come in the country. The cartels were were bringing people over, and they were they were spending every dime that they had to come over here, and then came here with nothing. And then it started the sex trafficking and bringing kids over, and then it just started this in military invasion, really, because you've got people from who knows where coming across the border. So in 2007, when this escalated, and, and I was hearing about this all over the news, I was like, okay, you know what? My eyes, I'm going to see it myself. And so I reached out to a couple of friends and I said, listen, I want to go down to the border <laughs> wow. and I want to find out what's really going on. And so we connected with some people who, there was a, a guy who'd been in the media talking about this uh, down south of um, Houston, of Austin, I'm sorry. <laughs> So many, so well, many somewhere places. in Texas, um, the southern border in Arizona. It was, okay. it was, it was Arizona, south of, and it was right on the, right on the, uh, the Arizona-Texas border, south of Tucson. That's the town I'm trying to think of. So it was. Um, he has a ranch right on the, the, the property, right up against the border, and so he's like, "Come on down, you can stay with me." And I connected with a lot of people who'd been involved in this issue in Arizona for a long time. So the first night that I was there, we all got together. We had dinner at his house. We all got to meet everybody. There were probably about 10 or 12 of us. And the plan was to bring a group of people together across the country and there in Arizona to the border to do a hands along the border rally where, where we're linking hands and saying, okay, no. And we had a big rally there. But this was two days prior when I got there. And I planned on just scoping out the area and trying to figure out what's going on. So we have dinner that night. We get to know everybody. And the next morning I get up and I'm, I'm just got out of the shower and I'm getting dressed. And all of a sudden I just hear like all this ruckus going on in, in the house. And he's got a, the guy who owns the ranch, he's got a, a CB radio and his, his radio is going like crazy. And, and, and he's got a police radio and it's going crazy. And I'm like, what is going on? 
And so I came out of the room and he goes, you need to come, come right now. It's happening. It's happening right now. You need to see this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And so I come out on his front porch. Okay. His front porch. And there is this dust of a huge dust cloud that's coming up from behind his, his home. And there's this van, this white van that's just careening past his house. And it's, he's being chased by, by three border patrol cars. And I'm watching this in real time. And they're chasing him. He, the, the, the van goes up over the hill. A bunch of guys get out and run off. And he goes, that's it. That's a drug runner right there. They're going after him right now. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And he said, I just hope it's drugs and I hope it's not people. And I was like, what is going on? And so he started to tell me all the things that they've been seeing and, and how they've been trafficking people across his property and sending his water lines and living in his barn and just all kinds of stuff. And then when um, the, the next night, uh, we, I, the next day, I had met with several people and I'd been interviewing them and talking to them about what, you know, what was going on. And they were telling me about how these the illegals would, would travel during the night. And then they would sleep during the day and they were sleeping on top of the school buildings and down in the ravines where the buses were picking up the kids so that when the bus stopped, they would just roll into into that crowd and kind of mesh into the, the, the you know, the populace. And then they said that night, they said, we're going we're to take you to where they come through. And I said, where who comes through? And they said, the coyotes, where they're bringing the people through. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what this means, you know. They come packing with guns and everything and have cowboy hats, and I'm like, all right. And so we come, and, and they show me, before it gets dark, this huge, huge area where there's just mounds and mounds of trash. Backpacks, underwear, shoes, you name it. It's like just just years of just, just dump, dump, dump. And I was like, where the heck are the tree huggers? Why aren't they protecting the planet? And so then it gets dark and they take me down to this little area and um, we just sit there and we kind of wait. And he's like, they'll be coming through here. And I'm like, okay, well, what they didn't expect was that the, the coyotes and the, the drug runners were doing a drug run that night. And so they came through, uh, shots are fired in the distance. I have no idea who's shooting who. They grabbed me by the hair, dragged me down to this ravine and say, don't say anything. And I'm like, okay. Oh and my we sat goodness. there for three hours. For three hours, we sat there until they were all gone. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then we went over. When we finally were able to leave, we went over to this woman's house that, that we, that, um, we were going to have dinner with. And we're sitting out there in her patio. And she lives in uh, – it's, it's just south of Tucson in this town. And um, literally, like, on the outskirts of Tucson – and we're sitting there talking in her backyard, and we hear this. I hear this rustling, and I'm like, "What's that?" She goes, "Oh, be quiet. That's them. They're on the move. It's dark." Oh my! And I was like, "So this was just—I I couldn't believe what I saw." So we did the rally the next property, day, right? Her private property. Yes, this is her. This is her house in a suburban neighborhood. Oh my in, goodness! In, in, in the Arizona. suburbs of, of Tucson. Okay. In Arizona. And so, so then, so the next day, um, I'm just, I'm just reeling. And so we do the rally and I'm doing all these, you know, doing these videos, telling people what's going on. This is crazy. We didn't have all these really cool video things back then. So it wasn't all that great, but, but we recorded it. We documented it as best as we could. And then I flew home and I was changed. I was absolutely changed. And I said, people do not understand what's going on down there. And the other thing they don't understand is the angel moms that I met. This isn't staying down there. It's going to every single country or every single state. And so then in, uh, well, in 2018, Kimberly? 
angel moms are moms whose their children have been killed by illegal oh, yeah. aliens. Yeah, yeah. And and my whole thing is like, okay, you know what? We've got plenty of crime in our own country that we need to deal with. Let's not bring the criminals from around well, the world and have to deal with Kimberly, them. Kimberly, you were telling me um, earlier about like, tell the people what rape trees are. Oh yeah, that's the other thing I saw. So when we were when we were checking out where all the garbage was, they took me up over this little hill and they said, "This is the traffic where they come through. This is this is where they bring the 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 people who are trying to come to America, who pay the cartels to come here." And they they said, "That's the trophy tree." And I said, "What's a trophy tree?" And he goes, "Walk closer." So I get closer and it is filled with ripped bras and panties from girls. So these girls are being told to their mothers or whoever's telling them to come across, they say, take birth control on the way because that's the rite of passage. You know, you're going to be raped at least two or three times along the way. It's, it's the rite of passage. So not only are you paying to go through these, this hot desert and travel through these dangerous circumstances, but you're raped all along the way. Why are these mothers and sending so their girls for that journey? Why are they doing that? They're looking for a better life for their daughter and they figure the short term pain is worth the long-term oh reward and and it's yeah it's pretty bad so um the last thing that oh, happened while God. i was there that, that that just penetrated my heart and i will never forget is they took me to the border fence um that what little fence there was uh it, late at night very it's like i don't know it was like one o'clock in the morning and we met this woman from the other side of the border and i had a translator there because she was speaking spanish and when she started talking the first thing she said was we want our men back so one of the things they were saying in 2007 and they were you know pushing all this was they're just coming here for a better life they just want to come here and and you know experience the american dream well first of all they'll never experience the american dream because they're here here illegally and people will take advantage of that at every step of the way they can't get a job yeah. where they where you know you you have to have your social security number and everything else you have to prove you're a citizen and so they have all these companies that will hire them under the table and then they use and abuse them. Oh, yeah. And if they don't like terrible. the fact that they're getting paid less. Yeah. If they don't. And hotels are the worst. And if they don't like the fact that they're getting paid less, then they'll say, fine. Well, you know what? We'll just call ice or whatever, you know. And it's like, are you kidding me? And so so oh, this Father woman, this mom, she was telling me that her husband was going across the, the border. He had done that for years, coming over for work. And then one day he just stopped coming. And this is what all of the all of these men were, were doing is they were coming over to America. They were working. They were coming home, bringing money to their families. Well, then they just stopped coming and they created new families and quit sending money. And so now all these single mothers are down there with their children and, and trying to they're trying work, trying to find work to provide for their families. They're not home to protect their children. And she said, we have two choices here Two that's it. Two choices. Our children join the cartel. Or they're terrorized by the cartel. Oh my God! And she said, she said, we we want our men back and we want these borders secure. This so is see, a mom. So on see, the it's other hard on both sides. It's hard on both sides. It is. Well, Kimberly, tell it me is. about. You were telling me about some moms how they have to take their kids to school and duck and the bullets and all. Tell them about that. Yeah. So 2018, when the caravan of of men were coming from wherever countries they were coming through Mexico to the United States, uh, I took a caravan of moms to the border. And we wanted to talk with moms who lived on the border and ask them, you know, what, it, what are you dealing with here? What is it like here? Now, the irony of this is the lady who was um, helping us, she helped get the fundraising for this trip, which it didn't cost that much, but we had to raise the money. As so I was telling her about what we were doing and she was going to go talk to people about, you know, raising the money. She said, well, I've got my own story if you want me to share it. 
And I said, yeah, what's your story? So she lives in Virginia, okay, outside of D.C., Alexandria, Virginia, nice neighborhood. And one night, um, you know, she's in her pajamas, and uh, she's getting ready for bed, she and her husband, and all of a sudden they hear banging on the front door, just banging, really heavy banging. And so this guy just bangs through their front door. He's carrying a hatchet, and he's running through their house. They barely escaped out the back door. This guy was an illegal alien who was here and call them illegal aliens all day long. They're illegal. You can call them illegal immigrants, undocumented workers, whatever you want. They are here illegally. They are an alien outside of this country. And it has nothing to do with space. This is people who are not supposed to be here. And we welcome everyone who comes here legally with open arms. But this was like when she was telling me this, I'm like, oh, my gosh. And that's when I realized Every, every, every single state in the country is a border state. That is, they don't that stop is a here. statement. This is not just about <clears throat> Texas. Now, Texas is the point, it's the focal point of the world right now because of the border invasion that's going on. But like Kimberly Fletcherson said, every state is a border state. She just recounted how this happened in Alexandria, Virginia. So, Kimberly, you know, if, if any state says... And, and what about the schools? No, there is no state that's safe. I yeah, just can't so imagine having children down there, run down the border. I, I can't imagine. Right. Oh, my gosh, what these moms have to deal with. So we go down there in 2018, and caravans coming. It was it was November, early late October, early November, and we spent one day on the border, okay? We got there on Friday night. We had dinner with all the moms we were meeting with. We spent the day on the border. We left Sunday morning, all right? It is important for you to understand 24 hours was on, we were on the border. We took a camera crew with us. We had a security, a, a guy who's actually um, in the Virginia legislature, who's a former special ops. He came and he was doing our security. And that night, Friday night, when we're talking about where we're going to go and what we're going to do, and he'd help plan out all the routes, he looked me straight in the face and he said, Kimberly, I know you women. I know that you're stubborn and I know that you want to know what's going on and see these things. But when I say we are out, we are out. Do you hear me? We are not leaving this hotel if you do not commit to me right now when I say we are leaving, we are leaving. And I'm like, okay. And I'm thinking, what's the big deal? Now, the hotel that we were staying at, we were in McAllen, Texas. Oh, yeah. The hotel we were staying at was full of uh, military and National Guard because they were preparing for this convoy, for this caravan to come across the border. And so um, we felt pretty protected. You know, I mean, the place was literally full of all the of all this law enforcement. So we're like, we're, we're good, we're good. So the first place we went, we did, first thing we did is we interviewed all of these moms. So we took them in a room and we just asked them, you know, what are you dealing with? One of the moms wouldn't, she said, I can't show my face, but I want you to know what's going on. If people know that I'm talking about this, they will come after me and my daughter. I mean, and I was like, wow, what? And while we were having dinner that night, one of the moms who was also a teacher down there in, in Hidalgo, she um, she started looking at her phone and, and pushing things. And I'm like, is everything OK? And she goes, oh, yeah, I'm just checking my security system. The dog started barking. And I just want to make sure nobody's getting going in my house. So like all these people down there have to have an extra security system to make sure nobody's going in their house. I mean, this is crazy. So the next day we do the interviews, we're hearing all of these just insane stories about what these moms are dealing with. So one of the moms, she says, um, when we when you go out today, you're going to see where my child goes to school. She said, we live three blocks from the school. I, I get my kids in the car every morning, drive them three blocks to the school, watch them go in the school and then drive home. At the end of the day, 
I drive three blocks back to the school, make sure my kids get safely in the car, and then I drive home and they wait in the car while I go and make sure there's no one in the house while I'm trying to keep an eye on them in the car so that I can have them come back in the house. Oh, now, the people right gosh. across the street from her, yeah, so right across the street from her was um, an extended family member, her cousins or whatever, and they had this, this house right on, literally, the, their property backed up against the border in, in Hidalgo area. And they had a big pool, in their, an in-ground pool in their backyard. And they had to completely fill in that pool and, and cover it with, fill it with dirt because the illegals were coming across and using it as a bathtub. And then, then the other woman, another mom was telling me that um, she's a teacher. And so we went and visited the Hidalgo Elementary School. And you can see, I mean, the, the, the river is right there. The, the Rio Grande River is right there across from Hidalgo. I mean, you could throw a rock and hit it. Right across that river are, is this whole cartel industry that, that's there. And so they have threat drills. They have threat drills in these schools, um, like a fire drill, because they never know when shots are going to be fired from the other side, the bullets are going to spray over on this side. Oh, or when a drug runner is going to be coming past the school. I mean, this is crazy. And then the teachers were telling us they couldn't get insurance. People who live down there in that area cannot get insurance because it's too high a risk for the insurance companies to insure them. Do the people want to move and they just can't or what? These people, some of them have lived there for over 100 years. They're, they're, they, they've had, they've ranched there. They've had properties there and people are coming across cutting their, their, their water lines and living in their, their barns or their, their rafters or wherever. I mean, they just come across and it's gotten so bad that they, they, they are fear for their, for their whole lives, but they don't want to leave. I mean, that would be like coming to your house and, and you know, wherever I'm coming to your house in Tennessee and saying, well, just move. And that's what they were telling yeah. people. Well, if it's that bad, just well, move. Let me ask just you, move? Kimberly, what are the, what are the people saying about, how they feel, has America let them down? Do they feel deserted? What, what are they saying? They're, they're angry. They're very angry. And one of the things they kept saying over and over again that they wanted us to know is it doesn't stay here. It doesn't stay here. It's coming to your neighborhood oh. and it's going to affect you. And they wanted us to know that because they felt not only let down and abandoned by our own government who's supposed to be protecting us, they felt let down and abandoned by all these American people who are, who are buying into this idea of they're just coming here for a better life oh, or well. mothers and children being separated at the border. And let me tell you about that lie. Mothers and children are not being separated at the border. What's happening is they are making sure that these children belong to the people who are bringing them over. And most of the time they don't. So th these children are coming over in fake families or with coyotes or whatever. They are molested all along the way. And then they're put in these uh, de 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 really detention centers where they're molesting the other children who are there. Uh, and then they're blaming, they're, they're blaming, uh, you know, who? I mean, you know, so, and then the, these, this mom, the women are being brought over and, and these are, you're now responsible for these children. You're now their mother. And they come across. And so Lance Gooden, who's a congressman from Texas, um, they had started this. This was this was, gosh, back in 2015, 16. They started voluntary DNA testing. And so as they were coming across the border and they were saying, you know, we're here with these are our children, whatever. They'd say, OK, we're going to DNA test you. And so they'd say, OK, well, um, Lance Gooden was one. That was a voluntary. And what they realized is most of these kids don't belong to them. And Lance wanted to make this a law. If you want to come in this country with these children, 
then you're going to yeah, have to take like this it. DNA test to prove that they're yours. Yeah. And we wow. couldn't get that passed. Unbelievably, well, we could not get that passed. So this, the whole entire time they're saying we're spread, we're disconnecting mothers from children when in actuality, no. the Border Patrol agents are trying to rescue these children you know, from traffickers. You know, Dino, this was explained why yesterday coming down in the caravan, yeah. we were seeing, especially the closer we got to the border, there was so many people that live here, right. standing by the side of the road, cheering and thanking us. We, How many people do we have? stop and thank us for coming oh thousands of people were by the sides of the road families entire families standing out there and i thought even law enforcement was out there waving at us yeah it shows that they the people here are sick and fed up over the border invasion exactly everything that you just described kimberly and yet it's like a war zone it is like a war zone it it totally is literally protect your children from stray bullets and you're, you're not safe. You're having to, your people are breaking in, even in Alexandria, Virginia. We need to correct the mainstream media. Lying well, that just proves that it goes around the country. It's not it's, just, and no, you know, one more, one more thing right. that you shared with me that has just galled me that you have to tell people, yeah. tell people about the pamphlets that you have seen that the government was printing. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we saw these when I went down to the border in 2007, we were seeing them. So as these illegals are coming across, they have these pamphlets with them and they were distributed by our own government that they they run it through various different organizations. But our government's doing it. And, and it's it's showing them where to go, what path to take, what to say when you get here so that you can be in, admitted into the country. So they already know they already oh, know exactly what route to take how to come in here, what to say. And so when we were when we were down there in 2018, so I'm just gonna tell you in one day what we experienced. We did those videos, we talked to the teachers, we visited the school, then we went to the Hidalgo checkpoint. We go to the Hidalgo checkpoint and um, we, we go under the bridge and as we go under the bridge, all our phones start lighting up. Uh, danger, danger, danger. You know, that's like a security warning. We're not even, because the, the, the border runs right through the Rio Grande River. So you get close to that Rio Grande River and they start warning you, you're not in a safe place. And we're like, oh, my gosh. And one of the things everybody kept saying when I told them in in 2018 that we were going down to the border, the first thing that came out of their mouth was, oh, my gosh, be careful. And all I could think of was, what about the people who live down there? Exactly. You, you guys are like, oh, don't go down there. Be careful. What about the people who live there? And that's why they get so excited when we come down here and pay attention to this issue, because it's like we're they're ignored. And, and we're all like, well, it doesn't have anything to do with us. So we just don't pay attention. But it does. So wow. I'm going underneath the Hidalgo Bridge. And one of the ladies, she, she's like, one of the moms says, oh, my gosh, come over here. So we go under the bridge and there's like this big, this big dirt hill under the under the bridge. And it is filled with open liquor bottles, ripped underwear, and condoms. And we're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was awful. While this is happening, one of the moms, who is a Fox News contributor, she is taking a video of the Hidalgo checkpoint, and she's like, Look at this. This is beautiful. These are the people coming into the country legally, and we welcome them when they come legally. She barely said that, and she has this on video. A bomb goes off across the river, and our and our security guy is like, and we're out, ladies. We're out. We're out. We're out. And we're like, okay, okay, okay. And we're running, running out. Well, you know, um, it was insane. Kimberly, you, you've got a, a large following of women that follow with, with Moms for America. And Donica, you're an advocate and an author. Tell me, what are the two of you together? What are your what are your suggestions for us regular folks in America that want this stuff stopped for the sake of both sides of the border? What do we do? You go first, Kimberly. 
Well, we have to secure that border. And, and, and I would say in the interim, we shut it down. Okay, but you, we're not politicians. Cannot, I'm the, saying, what, what of me is the average American? I agree with you. How are we going to get this done? We have to echo this over and they're not listening to us. And we have to echo it over and over and over again. The, the most important thing that we can do is share these stories over and over again. Uh, do not support businesses that take advantage of these illegal aliens. Do not spend your money in places where they are promoting sex trafficking and molestation and rape of women and call the government out at every single opportunity. Our government has literally created an industry where the most heinous, disgusting, despicable people in the world to create the, the most horrible atrocities against humanity. We've done this. And we need to start saying that if, if, if you want to call something out, you have to call it what it is. Our federal government is allowing rape, incest and the death of millions of children because of these. Yeah. The lack of protecting our borders. And, it's, and we're not against it because we're racist. It's because we love the people. And we, I don't want to see these women hurt. I don't want to see these children hurt. I can't stand no. it. No, children need to be with their families and they're they're being taken and a lot of times stolen. And if you saw the sound of freedom, I mean, that is a perfect example of what's going on and how children are being harmed. And we have to keep saying that. And I would say show that film everywhere. Share sound of freedom everywhere. So what do you have to say, Donica? I say everyone who's listening, call your congressional representative and call Speaker Mike Johnson. Tell him not to be putting this in some kind of bill that's a compromise. We need to stop the border invasion. Tell your congressional representatives to absolutely push Speaker Johnson to understand this must be stopped. If everything that you've just heard from an eyewitness, Kimberly Fletcher, who's been there, is true. We're here at the border. The families that we drove by on the way here can attest to that. We've interviewed quite a few that we'll be posting as well. Put that pressure on them to do the right thing. The other thing that you can do is to stand up for states' rights and to recognize the constitutional supremacy that, in other words, above the federal government. We have mainstream media people saying, well, what do you think about the Texas governor not respecting and, and obeying the Supreme Court? That is not constitutional. No, it isn't. Not at all. In fact, you know, I broke this down on the Glenn Beck program two days ago. It is totally in disagreement with everything that our our nation was founded upon. We need to push back. This is also a deal. This this whole, I would say this, Kimberly, this is the spear point here in Texas at this rally. The whole world's eyes are on it. It is, are the states going to rise up because this is the grassroots, we the people. Are we a republic or not? Yeah. And I would say we are, you know, you can't be intimidated by having an opinion and calling a spade a spade. Yeah. Because it's, it's what is it like 6% of people are the ones that shape culture. And we're, we are the silent majority. We're the majority that's being ramrodded by a small minority. And we've got to take this country back. Our, our, our Republic is going to be gone. Absolutely. You know, we really so we got to, wow. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add Donica before we let Kimberly no. get back to rallying? We, I thank you for allowing me to be a guest on your show. Yeah, now what is your website? My website's DonicaHudson.com. D-O-N-I-C-A Hudson.com. And you can go there, and if you want to learn about constitutional prayer and how the Constitution is really the head of America, not a president, we the people, that's the way our founders created it. And what's your book? Read the book, Pray America Great. I yeah. wrote that. It's about constitutional prayer. Yeah, and she's, she really understands covenant, 
and uh listen prayer we've got to, i'm not saying we just pray but we need to pray 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 and we need to be boots on the ground well gosh i do thank kimberly so much for coming on and sharing her stories wow she's a tough lady she is a tough lady wow. i mean getting dragged by the I'm, hair i mean because she was gonna get I shot know. by cartel and, and she keeps wow. going back so god bless yeah. her and her movement yeah. moms for america uh for you ladies out there check it out moms for america is a great organization it really is and uh, Donica, good luck with all of the uh, advocacy work that you're doing. You're actually going to be on stage today and interviewing people. So anyway, it's going to be a great day here today. It almost, when I watched that caravan yesterday of 200 plus cars, what was it, six miles long? I have to admit, I, I had tears in my eyes. I was filming it and I had tears in my eyes. We're just, it's great to see patriotism and this beautiful country that we all love. Well, gosh, we thank you so much for joining us today. We were, uh, we're going to bring you more on this topic because it is it is truly a real it's an epic crisis and it's growing bigger and bigger bigger so god bless you we will see you next week